Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast, I'm Dr. Steve, with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And the undisputed king of all media, radio, TV, it's the stage. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Cliff Andrews, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cliff. Uh, welcome back. Cliff used to be our intern. He's been our friend for quite some time since. Um, what was the date of that? March 11th? 17, yeah. 2017. Yeah, when, uh, Cliff that. almost walked away with the funniest person the Tri-Cities Award and should have won the whole thing, in my opinion. Yeah, it Still, is what it is. It is just <laughs> what it is. That's right. Well, we had one guy that padded the... Uh, Padded the voting and they cheated and you know with the well I'm not gonna say that but I think they may have voted a few more times than they were supposed to everyone was supposed to get four votes mm. not so sure that that was adhered to completely <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he got ripped off but but anyway here we are so without that you, we wouldn't be sitting here with you sure. today right. we really enjoy your company um, this is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on uh, the radio or on the internet if you got a question you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider if you can't find an answer anywhere else give us a call. 347-766-4323. That's 347-Poohhead. Uh, visit us uh, or follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or Lady Diagnosis or Dr. Scott WM. 
or uh, WM the intern. He's going to be rebranding, so we'll let you know what Cliff's uh, uh, Twitter is later because he's hopefully going to be a little bit more regular. Yes. Um, visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy or go to our new merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we're not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, um, what else? Uh, a chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. So if anyone's emails me and says, hey, well, how come you don't mention X uh, profession in, uh, you know, career in medicine? Then I always tag it on. And then I got corrected about the whole um, uh, physician assistant thing. I used to call them physician's assistants, but that's not right because they're not owned or, you know, they are physician assistants. Mm. I'm not still trying to dope that in my head how that works. Are they a physician who is an assistant or they are are they an assistant to a physician, which yeah. is what I thought that was for, and um, or originally thought that you know it's some you know it's the origin of that yeah. call in. I mean, we'll we'll give it thirty seconds anyway. Uh, I'm just sort of interested in that and how they look at it. Um, we used to have two PAs on here. I said physician's assistant for what many years eight yeah. years yeah. pa john was on the show and never once said anything about it but <laughs> of course, you know. he wasn't paying attention <laughs> he wasn't paying attention that's right well, that's true that's yeah. the difference the listeners actually pay attention they're actually listening that's yeah. why we call them listeners dr that's right. scott that's right all right um don't forget stuff.drsteve.com uh, the uh, the Christmas holiday is over, but there may be other holidays that uh, you need to purchase things for. Stuff.drsteve.com is the place to go on the Internet to do that. You can scroll down and get all the weird medicine stuff. You have a family member with neuropathy. Well, that's a one heck of a Christmas or, you know, a holiday gift. Well, here's your neuropathy supplements, Uncle Joe. Um, or if you've got a clogged up nose, you can buy a Navage, all kinds of things. Everything that we talk about on the show ends up on there. Uh, and then or you can just click straight through to go to Amazon. And, you know, even if you don't want something that's off the website, if you will do that that still helps to keep our network on the air uh it helps significantly so go to stuff.drsteve.com tweakedaudio.com so the um earbuds that you got in your uh hanukkah uh you know day seven um i've already broken go to tweakedaudio.com and use offer code fluid and you get 33 percent off the best earbuds on the pro- on the market and the best customer service bar none anywhere in the world and that's a tennessee company Nice. So uh, we like them. Uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Click, Cliff, you got anything that on, online at this point that people should look at? I have a website that's in development, okay. um, but, uh, yeah, it's not quite there yet. Okay, well, if you're not ready to promote it yet, that's fine. We'll get it next time. If you want to lose weight with me, I am uh, uh, basically at my ideal body weight at this point. My BMI is below the overweight for the first time since I left college. Ooh. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's right. I'll give myself one of these. Uh-oh. B.O. <laughs> give yourself a B.O. And uh, one of these. There you go. Thank you. Um, uh, go to noom.drsteve.com, which I attribute um, all of my success in weight loss to. Noom, N-O-O-M.drsteve.com. And look, I'm almost 65, but I... I'll still have people, uh, usually of the opposite gender, mm-hmm. who uh, come up to me and say, damn, you look good. What are you doing? 
Yeah. You know, and that's when you're my age, you don't get that very often. Yeah. So what they're really saying, relatively speaking, you look good for you. For that, for that <laughs> yeah. age, yes. They're not saying, oh, you look good for me. I've got to have me something. <laughs> they're not saying that. But that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Uh, if you're lazy like me and you got a couple extra bucks, really, um, I mean, it's just really a couple extra bucks when you talk about not um, uh, going to the grocery store. Uh, go to freshly.drsteve.com. Uh, they deliver fresh prepared meals that make eating right super easy. You can use my link at freshly.drsteve.com. There's no E in that. except Well, yes, there is. There's only one E in that in the obvious place. You can I use my link to get six dinners for $39 for two weeks. And that's 20 bucks off each week. You try it. If you don't like it, hell with it. Right. But if you do like it, you can continue. We get, uh, my wife and I get six meals uh, a week. So that's, you know, three nights. And we really like it. And like last week, uh, the delivery was late and we had to trash it mm-hmm. because of uh, snow in the Midwest or something like that. They couldn't deliver it. And we were kind of bummed. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I had to cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually like cooking, but it's kind of, you know, on Monday, you come home, we pop the freshly in. Yep. And uh, it's really quite good. And uh, give it a try and let me know what you think. Freshly.drsteve.com. And uh, we're going to work out a deal with SwissTracks.com. That's SwissTracks.com. Uh, Scott's seen my garage. I don't, Cliff hadn't seen it yet. It's, it's awesome. unbelievable. It really Just go good. to yeah. SwissTrax.com and look at what they've got. And if you go through me, uh, we haven't worked out exactly how to do this yet, but we can get you a deal because I was so excited when I put this down. I said, dude, I've... You know, I don't, I don't want to sound like Alex Jones. Oh, uh, my listeners, have, you know, uh, whatever. And now, seriously, I thought my listeners would really get a kick out of this. If you've been thinking of epoxying your garage floor, this is unbelievable. It's these plastic tiles that are um, um, I, I, just go look at it. And it'll it, save you a shit ton of work. Yeah, it was the easiest epo- thing in the world. Doing the epoxy to a garage, cleaning it, oh, and then, then the acid time, washing it, and then blah, 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 And then the first blah, blah, time in the yeah. winter, you drive in there, and you got snow and ice Slicker. on your car. It ruins yeah. it. Yeah. So this is unruinable. Nice. And if you do, for whatever reason, ruin one, uh, you just pop it up and put, put another one in. Mm-hmm. So they give you enough spares to do that. So, yeah, it's cool. SwissTracks.com. Email me if you're interested in it. I'll refer you. And uh, uh, I, th- I think what they promised was 25% off. We'll see. That's I can't guarantee you. We're still working on this. Right. So. But it's cool shit. I just thought it was cool. That's yeah. the only reason. I want to get my, you know, if I find something cool that I think the listeners aren't aware of, I'm going to throw it at them. If I, yeah, if I can make a couple bucks at the same time, that's fine. But mm-hmm. really on this one, it's just like I'm, I want other people to see this. It's yeah. neat. Anyway, all right. So um, let's see. What have we got? I had a news story. You got a news story, Scott? Did you have one? No. Okay. I don't like I do. Actually, do. there was one talking about real quick about um, um Guys who uh, are um, um, long overwork and how how their blood pressure rises and how the detrimental um, uh, long term health effects. It's just yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to die early. Yeah. And all it is physicians is, die early. Well, they do. Yeah, we have it, a, you go through um, if you do one of those in depth. Um, when are you going to die? Things. It's like they'll ask you um, all these questions. No, I don't have high blood pressure. My cholesterol is normal. Oh, you're doing good. You know, mm-hmm. you see it going up. And then the last question is, what's your occupation? Well, yeah, if you say MD yeah. or DO, boom, it just drops <laughs> well, up. I guess fuck those other questions. Yeah. 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 Right. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. It's all stress. Yeah. It's all stress. Yes. 
and that, I was just reading on that just just between the uh, break there on how um you know inside the silent killers the blood pressure and you know even yeah. but I I'm not so sure that even even though my blood pressure is pretty normal and your blood pressure is pretty normal I'm pretty sure the stress is still there oh yeah you know what I yeah. mean I don't the, the blood pressure is just one part of the pie it there, may be so. a mark well it's a marker but it also is a cause sure too sure. oh of course it is yes yeah. yes of course. But, but uh, yeah, stress is definitely a mind killer, and it may it's it's a body killer as well. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out ways to lead a more stress free life. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, yesterday I about had it. I almost walked out. Oh shit! Yeah, it's just good. it's just too much. Yep. Just hey. too much going on and being just a bunch from of all transitions. Sides. Yeah, from transitions, political stuff. Yes. Mm, yeah administrative stuff building stuff yeah yes, yeah we have a lot of that you get shit. it from all sides yeah i can see that yeah huh. and the problem is our building's the same and they're reconfiguring our building again oh, Jesus. so there's more construction there's yeah. much frustration yeah. much frustration but anyway but anyway yeah, yeah. I, I believe it so yeah that's that was my that was my one so let's talk addition. about things we can do to yeah. minimize our stress number one Yoga yeah. is one. Well, may I start with the. Uh, let's start, start you're, one. T- you're the anti stress. Well, and I was going to say, first of go all, go to Dr. I, Scott's uh, website and um, get stress less. Yes, get some stress less. But did, I, did you honestly, change the name of your stuff? Did, yeah, it's because that piece of shit down in Atlanta oh. was wanting to sue me because he said he owns the word stress less. He's a fucking. So fuck now you yeah. call it less stress? Yeah, I just call it less stress. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, hey. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I was going to call it. I was going to say fuck blankety blank <laughs> yeah. on the website. Yeah, 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 but I was going to think yeah, yeah, yeah. the marketing yeah, would have been a little weird yeah, on that one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. but but I just got to let it go. I, oh, I did. Yeah, I don't give two shits. But you know, honestly, yeah, you can two, tell you don't care. Well, but but you know, the key is in all <laughs> seriousness to, to, for the stress. Identify the causes first. Yep. Identify your cause. What's your stress levels? If it's your job or your or your diet or your um, lifestyle or whatever it is, all of the above. Those, yeah, all of the above, and then start working on. It. I will tell you what I've done recently since we have the new puppy. Is I go I go walking every day, and that's made a huge difference. Yeah. I forgot how much I need to exercise some yeah. a little yeah. bit, just low low impact exercise. And if you can't walk, you learn to breathe and you do yoga. And you don't have to be in been been like a pretzel to do yoga. There's sitting yoga. Yeah. There's floor yoga. There's all. Well, kinds they say of that even if you can't attain those poses, that you get the same benefit, Absolutely. maybe even more than the people that are sitting there that can take their knee and put it next to their ear. Because they're trying. They're trying. Yeah, because they're not at that point. They're not even trying. Right. right. Yeah. They yeah. just look cool. Yeah, you've got to. And I I counsel people every day. You know, the, the, the biggest mistake you make when you're when you're attempting to work on your stuff levels is you try to fix things you try to yeah. relax you try to breathe if you're trying to breathe unless unless as we're talking about on, on the other like we're going to we'll talk about it later maybe the um the uh, square breathing mm-hmm. the um um, if you're trying to breathe, that's the only kind of breathing you need to do because you're trying to accomplish a balance in your right. oxygen and your CO2. Well, if you're trying to but attain trying, enlightenment, you ain't going to get it. You can't get there. Mm. If you're trying to relax, yeah. you're not going to relax. <laughs> it has right. to just happen. Yeah, that's you, right. have, you have to just let it be and you have to trust yeah. yourself. So, And that's that's one thing I preach to people every day. Well, being mindful, too. You know, that word gets thrown around, but if you're in, literally in the present, mm-hmm. then the future and the past can't affect you Mm -hmm. and i i watched a you know this guru talking about um people that are worried about things that happened in the past you know it's stuff they can't do anything about now and then things that are going to happen in the future they haven't happened yet Mm -hmm. so you're either worried about something that you can't 
do anything about or you're worried about something that hasn't happened. And when you do that, you're not experiencing the now. And it's almost a form of insanity Mm -hmm. because you're worried about it doesn't make any sense. So you worry about shit that may not even happen. It's like, you know, future. oh, I'm. Yeah. It, it's just as crazy as worrying that the sky is blue, but your favorite color is purple, you know, yeah. and you want a purple. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it, so don't mm. worry about it. Acceptance. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You have to accept right. it. Just yeah. accept the fact that things are fucked up sometimes. Yeah. And you just have to accept it. Yeah. You don't like it. My, uh, my shrink, and I guess he got this from a 12-step program. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're in a perfect position to shit on the present. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say to lose your nuts or to to have a split. But you are. You're in a perfect position to just take a dump right on the present. I've never thought of that. That's amazing. (laughs) And the other thing that he said to me once, um, and I made it into a plaque, was I will not should on myself today. You know, in other words, not say I should, yeah, yeah. woulda, shoulda, coulda. That yeah. stuff kills you. Terrible. Yeah. I, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. You know, we should have done this. I could have done that. You know, whatever, dude. Just yeah. learn and move. Either here. fucking do it or don't do it. Or, but, keep, and, but keep moving forward. Find yeah. to learn from yeah. a mistake. Yeah. 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 yeah, Keep moving forward. So, uh, yeah, Cliff, it's been like a year, man. It has been a little while. I've and, uh, um, it, Cliff, it, for those that have been around for a while, was uh, our intern for a while. And uh, did you get? Did you finally get your degree? I got my degree actually last Saturday. Oh, is that right? Way to go, man! Finished it up. Way to go! <laughs> Thank you. And one of those credits was for sitting in here talking about dicks and <laughs> smelly vaginas and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> I thought it was for doing all of Doctor Steve's work there. With that was a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> he did do uh, some work. Uh, one one of the projects for the interns is to do a best of. Right. I think you did two of them. Didn't I did. You? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, an opportunity to get on the air and uh, be you know the focus of attention mm-hmm. in between the the bits on satellite radio, which is nothing to sneeze at. And then also, I don't have to do a show that week, so it's a win win for everybody, yeah. except maybe the listeners. Right <laughs> All right. Um, don't forget to check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, check us out at uh, drsteve.com and uh, listen to our podcast, wherever podcasts are heard. And, uh, Cliff, you um, you still have um, Twitter, yes? I do. Um, I'm going to be doing some rebranding, though. So uh, oh, you got to change your name, then, gonna... so we won't talk about it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not yet. That's fine. All right. So uh, I had a couple of medical stories for us to... Uh, go through today and one of them is just absolutely horrific Mm. so i'll do that one first uh this is uh from uh india today a 59 year old man lost his testicles in the most excruciating manner possible after he contracted a rare form of salmonella (laughs) during a tunisian holiday well that's not funny she shouldn't be like that (laughs) goodness uh, so, um, a type of food poisoning caused by an infection due to Salmonella bacterium. This person was admitted to a local hospital due to severe pain in his testicles. When he returned to the United Kingdom, he fell so sick he could not eat properly for weeks. And to quote the person, uh, I, he says, I woke up at 5 a.m. with the most excruciating pain in my left testicle. I could barely move, and I was in tears from the agony. Uh, before his testicles exploded... 
David was admitted to a hospital again after he complained of immense pain. Ugh. A way to give away this ending of this story. According to David, uh, his testicles grew so much he had to carry them around in his hands. No. I was in for 10 days and the pressure continued to grow. It got so big I needed to carry it around in my hands. It was the size of a grapefruit. I can't even begin to explain the pain I was in. The temperature was off the scale. He also suffered diarrhea and puking. Wow, that's this is some some or some um, journalistic uh, uh, language. He suffered diarrhea and puking. However, he was later sent home by the doctors despite his critical condition. Oh, come on! Uh, oh, well, there's your socialized health care for ye. Yep. <laughs> um, the, the doctor who attended to David uh, said that she'd never seen anything like it in her 20 year career. So send him home. But go home anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He says, I got in the bath and it just exploded. It literally went bang and that was it. When the doctor saw it later, she said it was like a volcano exploding. (laughs) David added, oh, wait, wait, that's the wrong music. Hang on just a second. Where is my, oh, here we go. (laughs) There you go. David added, it was leaking so much, I had to get one of my grandchildren's nappies and put it around it to stop the flow. There was no embarrassment at that point, as I just wanted the pain to go away. When it happened, I felt like a weight had literally been lifted from me, as I suppose it had. It was almost a relief that my testicles exploded. Sounds, oh sounds like a really intense orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> really, you really yeah. want to get off. Talk, talk about bust a nut. Well. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. There it is. That was all, that's what this was all for. That's what this was all for. Well, it should have been. If I if I was actually a funny person, I would have thought of that before just now. Oh, but anyway. That's why you are funny. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> You're the funny one. Nah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they don't explain anything of how the t- salmonella got into his testicles. Uh, Scott, you may want to look and see if you can find <clears throat> uh, exploding testicle um, salmonella and see if there's something a little bit more in depth about this. Okay. I didn't. I try not to read these uh, too, um, too in up front. Uh, testicle. I mean, I'm just gonna put it into because I mean, because salmonella. That's like you know from un- undercooked meat. Is that yeah, that's right. I mean, it's you can get it from uh, chicken, particularly. Um, uh, that's why they recommend not rinsing chicken in the sink. You know, when you get it, don't rinse it. Just cook it because when you rinse it, it sprays salmonella oh. everywhere. And they oh. they did a, uh, a study. Eh, it was a few years back that showed that almost all the Poultry, raw poultry in this country has salmonella on its surface. Doesn't mean it's always going to cause illness, right? But um, you know, it's there. And so, <clears throat> well, let's talk a little bit about food safety. When you uh, cook chicken, if you're not going to use a sous vide, which is a, a different thing, we, we can even talk about sous vide for a minute. But uh, we always want to cook it to 160 degree uh, internal temperature. You need if you're going to be cooking a lot of chicken. Buying a food thermometer, a decent food thermometer, is a smart thing to do. Mm. And uh, you just uh, plunge that thing into the meatiest part of the um, uh, of the the bird, and avoid the bone. If it's touching the bone, it'll give you an erroneous answer. And um, and it needs to read at least one sixty before you eat it. And you don't want to eat chicken that's sat at room temperature for any length of time, mm. even after it's cooked. Well, after it's cooked. 
it's it's better. But even then, you know, uh, you know, the food at room temperature, the things that you really can't leave out are things like chicken, mm. you know, because, they, you know, and there's bacteria floating around in the sky, too. And, right. um, you know, I got bacillus cereus from uh, room temperature sushi rice, you know, oh, rice wow. that sat around too long. So, mm. uh, no, after you've cooked it, it's better, but you still need to refrigerate it, and it shouldn't say, stay at room temperature for very long. And there's actually, you can, Scott, you might want to look that up. Um, there's rules for chefs for food safety for how long you can leave certain things out before you have to throw them away and it all has to do with once they've attained room temperature how long do they sit there before you put it away and uh, i don't want to say specifically because i can never remember those things i always have to look it up the chefs all know this that's why you know we have one of the safest food supplies in the world because, um, you know, the USDA is pretty good at that, and our our chefs are uh, well-trained in uh, food safety. But anyway, uh, if you uh, touch the raw chicken with your hands, which is almost impossible not to do, then any uh, as soon as you're, you've put it in the pot, before you touch anything else, you've got to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Because now anything you touch is going to have salmonella on it. Jesus. And if you lay it on the counter... And then you pick it up. The ca- that counter now has salmonella on it. You put something else on there, like you know, you're cutting up carrots or something, or your bread or something, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, now you've got salmonella over wow. that. So you need to clean that up. And I, I like the Clorox cleanup for that because it's uh, you know the um, sodium hypochlorite in the Clorox is um, oxidizing. And uh, it will kill the bacteria. That's just scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, we should respect it. You know, this. I'm in no way am I saying don't cook chicken unless you, you know, if you want to be a vegetarian, that's fine. Mm. But um, if you're going to, you got to be safe about it. And people do get sick every year from uh, mishandling food. Did you find anything, Scott? Yeah, real quickly, they just say there's a, they call it the danger zone. It's between 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. If it's somewhere in, below that or above that. As far as keeping your food safe, that's what's refrigerated or cooked, right? Yeah. They give you a time. Well, like the ones I've seen say, you know, well, 30 minutes at this. Well, that that doesn't, this doesn't say it specifically, but it says if you're usually two hour, it's a two hour rule. But if it's 90 degrees or above, like if you're in a, a warm environment, like a, a hot summer day having yeah, a cookout. Or so a kitchen. They said less, yeah, less than an hour. So no, no, no greater than an hour. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at this that says you can safely leave cooked chicken out at room temperature for two hours or one hour if the temperature is above 90. That, I'm, I guess I'm looking at the same website. This is just, That's from the USDA. This is scary. It's scary relevant because there's been a, you know, a recent chicken sandwich craze. I won't name any brands, but mm-hmm. like... Just think, like you I want, want to try that so bad. Well, I mean, you risk your balls risk exploding your life, if you yeah. do. Yeah, your balls might blow up. If you... That's right. <laughs> I'll have two, please, and take me to the emergency room afterwards, please. Thank you. Yes. Well, I, I found a thing from uh, Medical Principles of Practice. This is a journal uh, t- uh, from twenty two thousand six, and they reported a relatively uncommon presentation of epididymo orchitis, which is what this guy had. Mm-hmm. So let's break it down. He had orchitis. He had an infection of the testicles. That's mm-hmm. what that's called. So if you get mumps when you are um, uh, an adult male, you'll get parotiditis, which is enlargement and inflammation of the parotid gland, which is the you know the glands on the side. That's why they get those big giant cheeks. Mm. And they will also get orchitis or inflammation of the uh, testicles. Mm-hmm. And it does the same thing. They'll swell up. 
So anytime you see an inflamed, swollen testicle, we will call that orchitis. And uh, epididymo orchitis, that's just the full testicle, including the epididymis, which uh, I'm sure everybody that's listened to this show for any period of time knows the epididymis is that fleshy kind of bunch of microtubules on the upper backside of the testicle when you're examining your testicles uh, that uh, where sperm matures Mm. after it's created by the testes. So, uh, reporter. So now we've got the jargon right to report a relatively uncommon presentation of epididymo orchitis and testicular abscess, which is what this guy had. That's why it exploded like a volcano, <clears throat> because it wasn't the testicular tissue. He had an abscess in there. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, caused by Salmonella species in two immunocompromised patients. So both of these patients were somewhat immunocompromised. Now that uh, that guy uh, could have been immuno. Low immune system for a lot of different reasons. Sure. We induce low immune systems in people when we give them things like Enbrel. You see the commercials for psoriasis and mm. stuff. And uh, what you're really doing is depressing their immune system. People who have had uh, transplants, we have to suppress their immune system so that uh, they don't reject the organ. But wow. then they are more um, uh, prone to stuff like this. Wow. So, um, hang on a second. I've got to hit the cough button. Sorry. Um, So here you go. A 56-year-old man, a known case of systemic lupus erythematosus on azathioprine. So this guy had lupus, uh, which is a rheumatologic disease. We don't have to go into what lupus is. Um, But, uh, you know, it causes facial rash and uh, sore joints and other things. It's sometimes kidney failure. And azathioprine. So azathioprine is uh, Imuran, which is a, an immune suppressant. Okay? Makes sense. He's got an autoimmune disease. Mm. His immune system's going crazy. They give him a mild immunosuppressant. And he was also on prednisone, which is a steroid, which also can, you know, depress your immune system. Oh, wow. It's a stress so hormone. He didn't stand a chance. So he had a double dose. Yeah. He developed a urinary tract infection followed by bacteremia, meaning that, the, you know, the bacteria got into his bloodstream. And epididymo orchitis. So all of a sudden, he's in the hospital. They've done the blood cultures, and they come back positive for, I guess, salmonella. We haven't got to that part. They're keeping us in suspense. And uh, then all of a sudden, the, they walk in, and the guy says, hey, my nuts are swelling up. That's basically how this went down. Both urine and blood cultures yielded salmonella enteritidis strains, which is just a strain of salmonella. Which were, uh, and one of the, oh, by the way, the interesting strain of salmonella is salmonella typhi, which, you know, causes typhoid fever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Which were demonstrated by pulsed field gel electrophoresis typing method, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what they were doing was they did a genetic analysis to show that what was in his urine and in his blood were identical, which I don't know that they needed to do that. I wouldn't, I would have assumed they would have been. The second patient, a 55-year-old diabetic. Diabetics have their own issues with their immune system presented with a testicular abscess from which a pure culture of salmonella enteritidis was obtained. Both were treated with intravenous uh, piperacillin, which is a, oh, and amicacin. This is a co- very potent combination of antibiotics, followed by oral ciprofloxacin. Oh, geez, which is another different class. They really loaded them up. They responded well to the therapeutic regimen, were discharged home well. So our case, you know, 
who knows what happened to him. Yeah. He didn't get this good outcome. You know, his yeah. abscess got so large that it just exploded. And, um, yeah, that's the end of your testicles when they explode, yeah. by the way. I just imagine, like, they're like, oh, grapefruits? Now I'll come back when it's the size of a basketball. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. we can't see you if it's just a grapefruit size. Well, <laughs> right. well there are those guys that have this thing called, um, what the heck is it called? Massive scrotal edema. Look that one up. Um, Dr. Scott. And these people will have nuts that go down to their knees. Jesus. And they have to have a cart. But it's not their testicles that are swelling. It's their scrotum that's swelling. It's a different thing. Their testicles are all compressed and they're probably the size of a pea. Oh, wow. It's really a different, you know, organ or different um, entity altogether because the ones we're talking about here, the actual testicles are swelling. In that, the scrotum uh, gets edematous because of... Uh, disrupted lymphatic flow mm. you know you can you can pump fluid in but you can't get it back out again i see and they'll just get bigger and bigger oh, and bigger man. google uh if, if you want to see something interesting just google image massive scrotal edema um of course nobody listening to the radio can can see it but i was um I was, okay scott's just in outer space no no, okay, no. oh well i'm just waiting for you to stop, <laughs> I'm waiting, for you to stop talking. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say something <laughs> well forget it i got no well, well, with you, well, well with you all right um if you find some pictures show them to cliff i'd love to see i did find things. one case of a guy with his scrotum um they weighted at 32 kilograms which is 66 pounds. it's 2.2 pounds, pounds per so, kilo so. <laughs> How many kilos? Uh, 32. We haven't given uh, Echo anything to do. Echo, what's 32 times 2.2? 2. 2? 32 multiplied by 2.2 2 equals 70.4. 70.4 pounds oh my of God. testicles. God. And his, his was related to uh, lymphedema. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so lymphedema is where you have, um, you know, we, we have this other circulatory system. It's clear lymphatic fluid. And uh, it often parallels the regular um, circulatory system, but it's separate. And when you have a situation where you can um, pump fluid into an area but then can't pump it back out, it's got nowhere to go. Right. Just it continues to build up. We use that to our advantage. Men do when we get an erection because we're closing down the, the ports that yeah. release um, uh or, you know, allow blood to flow back into the circulatory system while we're still pumping blood into the penis. Right. And then, uh, <gasps> yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Cliff is now seeing the picture of math, massive scrotal edema. I highly recommend that everybody uh, Google image that. Yes, poor gentleman. His testicles are the size of a of a beanbag. That's legitimately yeah. the size of yeah. a beanbag. I mean, a beanbag, beanbag yeah. chair, yeah. you mean. Yeah. And, but his actual testicles are just, they're super small. They're super, super small in there, yeah. They're probably wow. dead. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, they're dead. And there's no way he can get to his penis. So what they have to do, uh, you know, the the um, area around where the penis normally would emerge is now subsumed by this giant scrotum. So when they pee, they just pee and then water just sort of dribbles out from you know from the sides from a, a fold basically yeah i don't even see where it yeah yeah it's no it's gone it's wow it's in there it's just massively involuted so but they wow. did they did do Ooh. the surgery so they got it taken care of yeah now is his, is his penis okay yeah it looks like mm. a, he's got a catheter and that's never okay Ooh. Ooh. Uh, jesus yeah 
poor bastard. Yeah, that just sort of stopped us cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> we were having a good conversation. <laughs> and we we're like, oh God. Yeah, if anyone has ever had, if any male has ever had a catheter, I can't speak for the females, but for a male, it's oh yeah. No, I left the scene of a of a crime. Yeah, wasn't really a Dr. crime. Doctor Steve broke was breaking a law. Breaking I, the law. I broke the law because I just had a. It wasn't a catheter, but it was a uh, worse fiber optic scope. Yeah, yeah you've Ooh, had that, right, Scott? Fuck yeah, hell. And um, yeah, terrible. Uh, so I had uh, blood in my semen. It's called hematospermia, and it only happened one time. But you want to just make you know. My rule is if you see blood coming from an mm. orifice, it's not supposed to come from. You need to get it checked out at least once. Yeah. And then you can blow it off after that. And uh, <clears throat> so these uh, urologists have this fiber optic scope. It's this long, thin, shiny black tube with that they can look in one end. And, you know, it's got the fiber optics so they can image inside things. And uh, they go, oh, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll put this anesthetic gel on on it and they put it on the tip it just makes them feel better it doesn't make you feel better <laughs> because i felt every bit of that and oh, it felt God. like they they took razor blades you know like a tube and like there were little razor blades sticking out from it and that's yeah. what it felt like because your urethra is not used to to touching anything other than urine or semen right you know every once in a while blood but that's it maybe some saliva yeah you know at the you know at the well, tip right, and yeah, stuff, yeah. but but um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's not used to that, and it really and it I, I f- after he pulled it out and that anesthetic gel did nothing. And by the way, if you have to have this done, this is not to discourage you. I you know I Scott and I talk it up. It sucked. It's horrible. It, it was horrible. I, I have to you say gotta, you have to do what you got. You have do. to do, and it it, yeah. it sucked for yeah. you know a, a few minutes. <clears throat> right. And um, and it's worth doing. So I wouldn't. Dis- I would absolutely do it again. Um, I might see if they could figure out a different way yeah. to, uh, to anesthetize you. A little yeah, I was going to say like a general anesthesia would. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> That'd be ideal, but uh, I think the risk would weigh, far outweigh the benefit on that. But it no, seems I like know, they could I take know, a smaller fucking camera, or yes, or just have gel in a like a bulb and then squirt it up mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Bef- uh, yeah. and let it sit for a minute right. before they shove it. Because it doesn't work immediately. That you know. They put it on this, the tip of this thing, Rub and then just on. jam yeah. it right up there. And yeah. there's no time for it to numb. And mine never yeah. did numb. Oh, uh, man. You know, maybe it would have been worse, but it was so bad that as I was pulling out, I ran into, I, I bumped into somebody's car, and I just got out and I looked, and I didn't. I promise you, I, I if I'd seen any damage, I would have stayed. But I didn't see any damage. Looked for about thirty seconds. Said I got to get the hell out of here, yeah. and so uh, <clears throat> I went home and laid down because I was still felt like I was pissing razor blades, even though I wasn't pissing. And then you know, ding dong, and there's the police, <laughs> and somebody saw me do it and got my my uh, tag number, and he had a photograph that showed that the um, like the rear uh, light was was busted, and it was like I said. That's on the wrong side. Yeah. Right. That's that's not where I hit them, but because I left, I right. couldn't, you know, I, yeah. it was their word against mine. But I ended up paying, you know, 1200 bucks oh for something that they had done before and right. just decided to pin on me. Man. So don't leave the scene of an accident, even when it's nothing, and um, talk to your urologist about <laughs> what can they do about getting you a little bit better uh, yeah. pain relief when they're doing that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. But anyway, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, the mm-hmm. catheter. Yeah, yeah. catheter, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but anyway, the guy, the guy looked, appeared intact, so yeah, post-surgical. Yeah, catheter good, does yeah. suck. It yeah. does suck. All right. Now, Cliff, you've been you've had an issue recently. I have. Yes. Let's uh, talk about that. This is our Christmas show, so we might as well talk about exploding testicles <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and whatever Cliff's got on his mind. Well, you know, and I and I'm not sure if it can be described as PTSD, but you know, you know, you mentioned before, you know, I've let done, us do the diagnosis, right? <laughs> right. Like, well, you know, in previous years, you know, I've you know done comedy, I've been very social, I've gone out, and, you know, done you know done the thing, whatever yeah, it was. But sure. In the last, I'd yeah, say you uh, opened for uh, Vic Henley, yeah, and that was a which I, was awesome, by the way. He was, that was a great, that was a great time. That was a really good time. But, um, and you know, and honestly, I haven't even done stand up and since then I have not done a single, th- I've not gotten on stage and it, I think this problem has contributed to that. But I think I had gotten so consumed with like, you know, the news and there was a, like a lot of mass shootings and stuff. And I realized that well, you were working at a news station when, at this time, right? Or am I wrong about that? Um, I... well, I was working in, I was doing news related things, uh, because I was working on campus at their news station and then I oh, went okay. over to an actual news station as well. So. Okay. Okay. Kind of so you were immersed immer- in it. Exactly. Yeah. I was immersed. And I realized that I was afraid to leave my house. Like, I was afraid to go out in public. Like, I posted on my Facebook recently that I have not been inside a Walmart since September. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's the longest I've ever gone. And I, I realized that I was terrified to go inside of, you know, stores that mm-hmm. had a lot of people. And I was like, man, I've not even gone downtown to, to have a drink. I mean, it's fine. I was drinking a lot. But, like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't do anything anymore. And so... It's just been this crazy thing where I've almost been afraid of my own shadow. No, dude. No. I totally went through this. Yeah. I've talked about it on the show, so I'm not just going me too. So, but And it was crippling when I had it. Yeah. So I'll tell you my story. Okay. And then um, I, I'm, I'm actually over it. So you will get over this. Okay. If you, but there's a specific technique that you have to use. Uh, what you're getting is incipient agoraphobia. Okay. And uh, this is how it happens. People will, um, I'll talk about it in general, and I'll talk about my case. People will, um, uh, and, and this is just sort of, a, sort of a blanket description of agoraphobia. 
someone will start having maybe a panic attack when they're um, when they go to you know the post office. So they just don't go to the post office anymore. That's no big deal. Right. So you know I'm not going to the post office every time I go in there. I get a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Then of course that doesn't make the syndrome go away. So now it happens when they go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So they don't go to the grocery store anymore. And then it happens when they're driving on the highway. So they don't drive on the highway anymore. And their (laughs) world starts to contract until their whole world is, um, in the worst cases, just in their bedroom because they can't Mm -hmm. even leave their bedroom. Um, This is a very severe form of uh, a panic disorder. I had it. I'll tell you what happened to me. I was happy-go-lucky, just, you know, uh, I I used to walk around New Orleans in the worst parts of the city at four in the morning, drunk off my never even think about it, you know, and uh, never had a problem. And so, you know, I felt like I was invincible. And uh, I was in my apartment and in uh, Chapel Hill, and my wife's sister was over, and we heard a noise on the back porch. And I always left my back porch door window open, you know, just... Um, air conditioning was expensive. I was poor. And so I left the, the door open and we heard something on the back. She said, is the dog out there? And I said, I don't know. I'll go look. And I go out and there's this guy on my black back porch uh-huh. right now. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have anything. He was just standing there. And I didn't find out till later we had a peeping Tom in the, in the neighborhood oh. and it was him. Mm-hmm. But at the time I didn't know who he was or why he was there. It just surprised me because I was expecting to see a dog and I see a dude standing right. there. Ugh. And I was just like, yeah, hey, what's up? And he just went, yeah, man, like that. And just, you know, no, like, oh, you know, not, none of that. Just total calm. Uh, yeah, man. And then he just kind of turned around and real slowly walked away. And I don't know what it was about that, but it punctured that balloon uh, of, you know, that illusion of safety mm-hmm. that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I started getting panicky I was everywhere, you know, and I, I, I got to where if I went out, I was going to have horrible anxiety. I had to go to the emergency room a couple of times because I literally thought I was dying. What I was doing was hyperventilating. I didn't realize it. And uh, I, and we'll talk about those symptoms, too. And um, uh, I was getting ready to go to medical school. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to go to school. You know, yeah. I had gotten in at that point. Yeah. And that probably contributed to this as well a little bit, you know, just the, the, the life change that was coming. And when I'd walk down the street, if there was a crowd of people, I would say, I'm walking. I know murderers and people like that have walked right where I'm walking. And I wanted to scream at everybody around me. You all are fooling yourselves if you think you're safe. You know, there's murderers all around us. And uh, you guys are just going about your business. What's wrong with you? You know, of course, I was the one who had the problem. And um, uh, so... Uh, I, I got I went to counseling and that helped a little bit. But what really helped me the most was not ever. And I don't know where I had the strength to do this because so many people can't pull this off. But I just you know, maybe it was just necessity because I was working. I had to go to work. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't any other option. And I had to uh, go to school mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, I just never allowed it to keep me from doing stuff. I still went to the movies, even though I was intensely Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I forced myself to go. I forced myself to hang out with friends. And I'll tell you where I got cured. And this is and it sounds like you're, you know, agoraphobia is similar to mine in that, you know, you don't like being in a room with a bunch of people. And um, so I was at the North Carolina State Fair and. 
I went there because they uh, I was working at the TV station, I think, at the time, or no, I, I don't know why, but I knew that they had five days' worth of fireworks they had to shoot off because it had rained for the last four days, and this was the last night of the state fair in mm-hmm. 1980, 81, 82, something like that. And uh, so they had, and I liked fireworks more than I was worried about my anxiety, and again, I was really trying to force myself to just confront it all the time so that I knew my body would, I figured my body would eventually learn it wasn't going to kill me because that's what it is sure yeah. you know uh so um at the end of the fireworks thing which was awesome by the way the finale you know where they shoot off everything went on for like 10 15 minutes and it was incredible it was just the sky was just lit up it was a really awesome uh, uh display and so my adrenaline was already up anyway uh, just from that, as we're walking out, there's 10,000, maybe more people trying to get out of one door in the fence, right? So I was surrounded in a sea of people. I couldn't see anything but people. There were people in front of me, behind me, and I was just, you know, shoulder to shoulder. We're all just trying to work toward that that uh, door. And my wife at the time looked at me and said, are you okay? And I went, you know, I, I got to be. be now. I got to be. Yeah. And at that moment, it was like, I either have to get better or I have to die right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my brain decided it was going to get better. And, you know, from that day forward, I still had some anxiety. For a long time, I didn't like walking in front of an open window or a window that didn't have a shade on it. Yeah. That freaked me out. Part of it was finding out this guy was a peeping Tom. But, right. you know, still that uh, that um, shell or that illusion of safety, you know, it had been stripped away. But that was it. You know, it it got so much better. I never had another panic attack again. I still had anxiety from time to time, and I'm still a weirdo. You know, there, I could tell some stories about stuff that gets on my mind that I got to do something to resolve it or it drives me crazy. Like if I think somebody's mad at me, and there yeah. never are, they just right. didn't text me back. You <laughs> right, know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, are they mad? What did I do? And I start imagining that kind of – I still have that. Yeah. That I can live with. But that crushing anxiety and the agoraphobia, I couldn't live with, and it, it eventually went away. So ch- continuing to challenge it is really the, is the key. Okay. If you allow it to, to win, it will win. Mm-hmm. But if you don't allow it to win, it will lose eventually. But it takes time. It might take you one of those sort of trigger events like yeah. that, you know. Okay. But anyway. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's very – yeah, I would agree that that is basically ex- exactly what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of articles for you. Uh, there's one in U.S. News calling putting agoraphobia behind you. And you don't have full-blown agoraphobia, but it, it's – you know, you've got a subset of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't want it to become full blown. That's no, the key. That is yeah. the key because yeah. those are the they're, they're, they're so damaged. It. Yeah, identify it and start working. Just knowing it. what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it helps a lot. Just having a name for it. Now, I'll give you a technique because so many people out there suffer from anxiety. And we've done this before called square breathing. Mm-hmm. You may have even been here before before this happened, but you just didn't pay attention to this. Now <laughs> right. it's a little more relevant. <laughs> now it's relevant. Right. <laughs> so one of the things that causes the symptoms of um, these panic syndromes is the heart pounding, the tingling around the mouth, the tingling of the hands, the feeling faint. And that's all caused by hyperventilation. But you go, well, I'm not breathing fast. Mm. And uh, what my doctor at the time told me was, you don't have to breathe fast by your definition. You just have to breathe faster than your body is needing you to to keep your carbon dioxide level where it's supposed to be. And what you're doing, if you breathe one time a minute more, 
You know, if, if the body needs you to, to breathe at 12 times a minute and you breathe at 14 because of the anxiety, you'll actually blow off carbon dioxide and your carbon dioxide level in your, in your bloodstream will drop. And that's what causes the physical symptoms of anxiety other than the adrenaline. Okay. The adrenaline is what causes the hyperventilation. Then it becomes a vicious cycle because as the more you hyperventilate, the more anxious you get. Yeah. And then that, you know, the more adrenaline you pump out, the more you hyperventilate and it just, you know, you spiral into infinity. Right. So if we could break one half of that vicious cycle, you get better. All right. So this is what you do. You have to increase the carbon dioxide in your bloodstream. Now, there's two ways to do that. One puts a target on your back. And that's having a, a like a paper bag and breathing into it. So, uh, like, if you're on the subway and you're getting anxious because you're on the subway and then you pull out a paper bag and start right. breathing, everybody knows. Yeah, they know that. You've yeah. just put a target on your back, it okay? Is. And uh, most people leave you alone, but the people who aren't going to leave you alone, they're going to spot you and you're the one they're going to go after, okay? okay. Now, so <clears throat> you can do that. And what that does is as you exhale carbon dioxide into the bag and then you re-inhale it, the carbon dioxide level in your body's got to go up. So it's very effective, but it looks stupid. So here's the better way to do it. It's called square breathing. And uh, we'll do it right here. Uh, and, and do this with me. Uh, you don't have to. You're, you're an adult. It's I'm a free a country. Good. But I'm just saying if you want to, you can do this with me. So we're going to breathe in for four beats. Okay. So we're going to go. Now we're going to hold it for four beats. Now exhale for four beats. Hold it for four beats. And then repeat. Now, if you do that, first off, you can do that. You don't have to snap and look. You know, you can just count in your head. No one will ever know you're doing it unless you're having a conversation. And right. then, you know, it's kind of hard to have a conversation that way. But, you know, um, no one will see you do it. No one knows what you're doing. So that's sort of empowering. And there's no way you can hyperventilate when you're only inhaling or exhaling one-fourth of the time. It's impossible. So three-quarters of the time, you know, three beats of four, you're not inhaling. And three beats out of four, you're not exhaling. So you can't hyperventilate. And your carbon dioxide levels will immediately rise. And within a minute of doing that, all those physical symptoms will go away if you do it right. Cool. It takes some discipline when you're having a full-blown panic attack yeah. to sit there and count four beats. and you know. But once you have done it successfully and you see how well it works, that gives you some power over it. Cool. You know? and, uh, but try that next time, and then uh, I'll send you some articles, too. Thank you. So Thank anyway, you so much. Yeah, I hope this you get is... better because anytime yeah. someone calls in and they've got this, I really empathize with them because it was horrendous for me. The other thing that made me feel better was there was a medication called Combid. Could you look that up and see what was in that? It's no longer on the market. C-O-M-B-I-D. Sure. Uh, Dr. Scott. It was Compazine and something else. And it's a non-addictive um, tranquilizer, but we use it for nausea. Mm-hmm. So uh, Compazine was uh, uh, Prochlorperazine. Or is it Perfenazine? No, it's Prochlorperazine. Um and then Fenergan is promethazine. Okay, yeah, all right. So prochlorperazine was um, um, originally designed as an antipsychotic. But the good thing about them is unlike Valium, and so see, that's the problem. People get on Xanax. It works great. Yeah. But you, you, you develop tolerance to it more and more and more, and you get habituated to it. So mm-hmm. it's hard to get off of it. The good thing about this Combid stuff at the time, and they gave it to me because I one of my symptoms was just horrendous nausea on top of everything mm. else. 
when I took one, oh, all my symptoms went away. I, I, and matter of fact, I functioned normally on this stuff. I could do anything, and I didn't get that anxiety. And I only took a few doses of it, but that's really all it took because just knowing that I could feel normal again helped with my recovery. Oh, because okay. I, I knew, hey, you know what? I don't have to live like this. This can be beaten, you know? Okay. So that was pretty cool. Did you find that stuff? All, all I see is, is prochlorperazine. Yeah, yeah, but you can't find Combid? Uh, it, that's what it says under Combid. Oh, is that really? The maker, the maker Smith, Klein, and French. Is um, that right? So what, there was nothing else in it. What I'm seeing here, prochlorperazine. Huh, okay. Now, I, and I'm not telling you that. So that's just Compazine. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at other websites. That's all I can find, though. Okay. Wow. You know, it's um, I'm. It's so interesting you brought up the you know driving down the highway thing because I had to get on the interstate to get here today. Yep. And it actually, this is, I mean, maybe for the last month or so, I've been okay with getting back on the interstate. Yeah. But I haven't left Tennessee basically this entire year. Yeah. Because mm. of that. <laughs> mm. Um, and I've recently been able to be like, all right. Get on the road; it's fine. Yeah, um, but I'm going to try this this uh, square breathing. I've never yeah, heard of that. It. That's uh, very interesting. I have a family member who has a phobia about getting on the highway, so that's kept him or her from driving. Yeah, you know where, places that they really want to go. Right. Yeah. You know for sure. And they they will get on the highway and then sometimes turn around. I really hope they get better because that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, Combid now looks like it's an HIV drug, so they've uh, co-opted the name because mm-hmm. it's no longer uh, on the market uh, as that other. So mm-hmm. that's why we're having trouble finding it. Okay. But it was it was basically uh, prochlorperazine, which is uh, compazine. All right. Well, very good. Um, oh, what is this? Oh, never mind. Now, see, that's, that's my ADD. I'm just seeing things. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys want to take some medical questions? We've got about 10 minutes left. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, this is very professional. Why? This is what they call dead air. <laughs> I was listening to your program about the flu shot, and I just wanted to add that now they have flu shots without any preservatives in them. You can get them at Walgreens, and you, I got it at my doctor's office. Yep. So that takes away the, the discussion about the aluminum. Thank you. Or I really enjoy your program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she's absolutely right. Um, Single-dose vials of um, vaccines will not have preservatives in them. The only reason they have them in the multi-dose virals is because, you know, you can introduce a, you know, a couple of bacteria, and then you're shooting people up with bacteria-laden vaccine. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, but if you ask for a single-dose vial, there will be no preservatives in it at all. Hmm. So for people that are worried about that, um, we, you know, our position has been that the preservatives are not the issue. But if you, it, that's okay. If you can't get past the idea that preservatives, um, are, you know, are in your vaccines, then just ask for the preservative-free versions. It's totally fine. You know, I've never thought of that, but... I, I didn't realize you could request a preservative. For, like, I didn't realize that was something you could even do. Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are not aware of that. Yeah. So, yeah, if they'll just get single-dose vials, it won't have any preservatives. There's no reason to put a preservative in it. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you for calling that in. That's great. Let's see. Oh. Hey, Dr. Steve. First time, long time. Hey, man. 
so you were just talking about um, poison ivy and people misinterpreting it spreading up their arm uh, with actual just uh, intensity of insult to the yeah. affected areas. Yeah, he's right. So just so everybody's up to speed, we were talking about this sort of illusion that poison ivy spreads. It starts on your hand and then hits mm-hmm. your wrist and then goes up. Uh, to your arm, and it's not really spreading. What's happened is is that the place that came out first might have gotten 10 parts per billion exposure, and then the wrist maybe five, and then up the arm maybe one, and they all will will have the reaction, but the, the, the more, um, co- the higher the concentration of the um, antigen that hits your skin will come out first. So it looks like it's spreading, but there's actually, it's not like you scratched it and then somehow scratched it up, unless you're nasty and you haven't taken a bath and the oil because poison ivy is an oil and uh, if it's still on your skin and you've never washed that area after three days when the poison ivy comes out and then you scratch it yes you could spread the the oil around the oil okay and it can stay on clothes Mm -hmm. pretty indefinitely so you got to wash them and dogs yep and dogs and it can actually people say well i just walk by it and i get poison ivy they're not lying actually Mm. Um, poison ivy on a real still hot day because it's an oil it's volatile and it will disperse into the air and it'll sit there as a cloud and you can literally can walk through it and people who are really sensitive to it can get it that way Jesus, I got last winter you remember we had that huge snow last winter about 14 inches of snow Yeah, and um, I was having to cut some trees out of my backyard and Shit, two days later, three days later, I got poison oh, ivy wow. all over both my arms and hands. Wow. Like, did we treat you with steroids that time? I don't remember. No, no, I just okay. I did some topical stuff, thank goodness, yeah. yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> Not a fan, by the way, if you have poison ivy. This is really, this is a Christmas show. Who's going to get poison ivy this time of year? But Scott <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. I'm, just call me Lucky. That's Mr. Lucky. Mr. Lucky. The um, Don't use the topical Benadryl. No. Topical Benadryl actually is sensitizing itself. So when you put Benadryl, which is diphenhydramine, it's an antihistamine, on your skin, sometimes it can cause a rash, an itchy rash of its own. Oh, shit. So if you're going to take, if you're itching, take it by mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I know people don't do it because it causes dry mouth and sleepiness and that kind of stuff. Now your primary care provider can uh, provide you with a, um, uh, a couple of different anti-itch medications that are less sedating uh, than um, than uh, diphenhydramine. But that you can at least buy over the counter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, so let me see what, what so now we got all, we're all up to speed. Let's see what his question was. It made me think when I was a kid, I used to get poison oak. I grew up out in California. I got poison oak all the fucking time. And I was so allergic that every time I would get it, it would literally spread to most of my body. Yeah, me too. And I would get it in places like my scalp behind. Yeah, nutsack. Um, I had a friend, uh, Bruce Donahue, and he and I had uh, this thing called the Cashiers um, Agricultural Labor Company. And we were just two 15-year-olds trying to make money. We've got a buck sixty an hour, I think, if that. And uh, we would sling blade people's. Uh, um, hills and uh, with these damn swing blades and you know now you'd use a machine to do it but we'd get out there with these damn sling blades and you would sling that stuff all over you we would add poison ivy everywhere (laughs) my ears you know places that I wasn't getting exposed to the poison oak at all yeah you weren't I would often have to go to the hospital to get you know cortisone shots and stuff to, to bring down the swelling 
So what the fuck? Was I just, you know, bathing in poison oak yep. or rolling around in it to yep. get it all over the place? Well, I don't know that you were rolling around in it, but um, how? I guess he really didn't say how he got his exposure, but... Mm. Um, it, again, it's a volatile gas, or can become. It's a it's a volatile oil that can become a gas, and it can go anywhere where this you know those molecules can go. So, and you damn sure don't want to burn it. No, no, it's uh, stable in heat too. So when you burn it, it's a problem. You don't want to mm-hmm. wipe your ass with it if you're out in the woods. And to learn to identify it. Yep. So it makes a really pretty flower, though. I had one, that uh, a vine of poison ivy that was going up a tree in my yard, and it was so huge. The the um, the st- stem, whatever, uh, was, you know, probably an inch and a half across. Oh, wow. And when it got up to the top, it made this real big sort of fleshy-looking flower. I'd never seen anything like it. I had hmm. no idea poison ivy flowered. Anyway, I didn't either. But, yeah, that's what you were doing. Dude. Or was it legitimately spreading? Nope. Like, uh, you said it didn't do. <laughs> well, if I said it didn't do it, then that can't be it. <laughs> All right, let's see here. So, yeah, we had um, another uh, news story about plant-based diets. And I, I want to just, I, we did this call once before, but it's good to just talk about this every once in a while. Scott's I mean, I get mad at everything. Well, Scott's got an update. Hey, I got a quick question for you. I'm not sure exactly if this is right or not. But I went to go see my diabetes doctor, my endocrinologist, and she was smart enough to ask me, not tell me or demand that I do something, but she asked me if I would consider going on a more plant-based diet. And so for the last four or five days I've been trying that, just trying to stay away from bread and everything else. But holy shit, am I just mad. Huh. I mean, I get mad at everything real easy. Is that normal, and will that subside? Or- I think, you know, the anger comes probably... Uh, well, first I want to know how you're implementing a plant-based diet. If you feel like you're depriving yourself of stuff, that causes stress and anxiety, and that could cause some anger. Uh, you need to be on a balanced plant-based diet. You don't need to be missing things. You know, your body before was probably used to these big spikes of... of um, carbohydrates that because he said he took out bread too that's part of it didn't he say that yes he did. that's yeah, part of yeah. a plant-based diet you yep. can have some bread well unless she's concerned about those carbohydrates or his gluten well that's a different thing you know yeah, if you want to put him on a low carb diet yeah, or gluten sensitive diet or something so. yeah well you, yeah there's gluten-free bread and you can have potatoes and sure. stuff like that i mean potatoes are plant just you don't want to eat you know it, it's bad they say kids in in the united states now are eating more vegetables than ever before but it's potatoes mm-hmm. you know, it's french fries mm-hmm. and that's not so that's more plant-based stuff but it's not necessarily uh you know the best thing for you but anyway you yeah. found something about this because uh, i'm a big fan of the beyond meat mm-hmm. i found it in our grocery store finally in the meat oh. department and it it's in a pack looks just like hamburger and so i made mm-hmm. Um, what the? I, you know, I made something out of it. Oh, spaghetti sauce or something. Uh, no, hell no, that's not right. I made meatballs. I used my regular meatball recipe and I made it with the Beyond Meat meat. Mm-hmm. And it even looks. It looks like it. Yeah. They got the texture absolutely yep. right. Wow. The flavor is mostly there. Yep. And you know, if I made a burger out of it, I could probably tell with these, uh, with the Beyond Meat. Mm-hmm. 
But the second that you're putting thyme and basil and mm. garlic yeah. and all that stuff into, you know, you cannot tell that it's not me. No, and I, I do the same one. I made some sliders the other day with it. They made like a vegan, um, gluten-free slider for those beyond um, beyond beyond meat burgers. And I also use their sausages too, which I love. I make oh, like a, that, an Italian sausage the, with the, it. The oh, sausage man. is basically Italian sausage. Yeah. So. Uh, we bought it. They're um, fabulous. It's you know beyond sausage they call yep. it, and they it, when you look at them you don't know if they're brats or what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're basically Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. And the second we tasted that, I was like, oh, I know exactly what to do with this. So I cut them up into slices, and then mm-hmm. um, sautéed them. That's what I did. Yeah. You know, tossed them with some garlic and butter or just olive oil if you if you want to go full vegan. And some black, uh, some crushed peppers. Yes, crushed yeah, peppers. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, throw it in some marinara and put that over uh you know uh pasta or i put it over um that lentil pasta you had that mm-hmm. that's had amazing that. and nope. the cauliflower shells are in i can't tell they're not pasta and they don't kill me like regular pasta yeah. does yeah I'm gluten. excuse me and there's an artichoke pasta too that i love it's unbelievable that's oh, just, i haven't had yeah, that it's wonderful yeah so, but these things are really mimicking actual pasta mm-hmm. yeah. you know when you do um when you do zucchini, you know, um, fettuccine, mm-hmm. it's it's just zucchini. It's no, not it's just, fooling you. No. Yeah. But this stuff, I can't tell. Yeah, it's that a, it's not actual pasta. I don't know how the hell like they're it. doing it. No, you know, Dr. Steve, I just thought, I thought it was an interesting um, little topic here. It's, it's talking about plant-based meat market forecast to reach $85 billion in 10 years. What's now, the regular meat market? Well, I, and I didn't look that up, but they're, they're, they're saying that right now it's growing by at least 25% per year yeah wow. my um, beyond burger uh, stock yeah. did very well for me till yeah. uh i think somebody said that they thought that there was some uh, chemical in it that was a carcinogen in the stock uh-huh. you know it tanked i wanted to tell my broker buy more but buy she more, sold yeah. it yeah. you know <sighs> well, i still yeah. made money but right. that's the time to when when there's a false story about mm-hmm. something and the stock tanks buy because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna go, <laughs> it's gonna go the, back the company up, yeah. didn't change it's right. gonna go right back up yeah, yeah. beyond meats their stock went up 700 percent jesus yeah. yeah she thought i was crazy and i'm like no i'm telling you this is going to be huge mm-hmm um, okay, so the United States is projected to produce 27 billion pounds of beef in 2019. Uh, it doesn't say how much uh, how much that is. How much is the meat industry worth? Okay, the value was estimated at 4.5 billion. What did you say for that? They're saying 85 billion. Billion. In, in 10 billion? Years with a B, buffalo. Over 10 years? Uh, in, in the next 10 years. Well, no so. wonder the meat guys are freaking right. out. Right, that's yeah. a pretty big share that they're taking from them. Yeah, it's eleven billion with Beyond Meat. That's what their, uh, I guess, their stock was up to, and they had never made a profit until just recently. Wow, nine billion chickens, thirty-two point two million cattle and calves, two hundred forty-one million turkeys, two point two million sheep. It's just a holocaust out there. One hundred twenty-one million hogs and poor old hogs. <laughs> Well, golly. Hey, Steve, remember we did this years and years and years. 26.3 billion pounds of beef. Wow. But you remember years ago we talked about how many chicken wings were consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. So I Googled that again. (laughs) 1.25 billion chicken wings. That's 8 million pounds of, and 8 million pounds of guacamole. All turned into human feces within 24 hours. Super Bowl Sunday, yep. 
Man. That's 28 million pounds. Of well, you just chicken. think of it. Just think Crazy. of chicken wings. So uh, we live in a small town. I mean, it's not really a city, but I, you know, I, I guess it's a really, really small, small city, city or a large town. Um, everywhere you go, you can get chicken wings. Yep. Yep. Everywhere, you everywhere. That's a mainstay. Um, you can get chicken. Well, if we stick with wings, so you got KFC, and then you got Popeyes, and you got all these other places, these wing places, plus the grocery store, plus lots of restaurants serve wings. And every local restaurant, every and chain this is just one town in the United States. So mm-hmm. how many towns are there in the United States? And it's just this endless supply <laughs> of these chicken wings and these poor chickens. Yep. You know, when you think about it, I mean, it is a chicken holocaust. Yes, yeah. It is. Yes, I think that's what got the GVAC, don't you? They're going to, yeah, it did. Yeah, it really got to him big time. Yep, they're going to just rip our arms off and fry them and eat them. Yep. So this is when you it's think for of the, football. <laughs> you think of the sheer numbers. <laughs> it's just it's taking insane. one for the team. It's mind boggling. <laughs> we can't even conceive of a billion. No. Right. And if you take the, a pen cap and you enlarge it a billion times, you can fit the sun in it. And the reason why that's not it doesn't isn't it, as stunning as it should be is we can't conceive of how unbelievably huge the sun is. Right. Yeah. You know, but anyway. All right. Yeah. So I am not advocating that Beyond Meat right now is healthier than meat. I'm not. I don't know that it is. We don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to guess it's a wash. Um, it might be slightly healthier because of less trans fat. Mm-hmm. Trans fat, bad. Trans everything else, totally cool with. But, um, uh, you know, it, it, so there may be that. But the as far as calories and how much protein and how much fat you're getting, it's basically the same. Hmm. I'm just hoping it's better fat. I don't have a, a good analysis. That's something. be nice to have. Some, maybe somebody from their company break it down. That would not be unbiased, but we would be unbiased. Right. But I think it's fascinating. But it, as far as the <laughs> the cattle and chicken holocaust it is you know but we got to worry there's a whole lot of people making you know who have jobs right dairy farms um cattle farms chicken farms you know they've been handed down from generation to generation you know what do we do if if somehow this encroached to the point where we're putting those people out of business we don't want to do that we still want to produce so i don't know the answer i know that the meat guys would like to see this stuff not sold in the meat department or at least labeled separately because I really did. When I found my beyond meat, it was in the meat department in that refrigerated section where they got those little trays that are kind of at 30 Mm -hmm. degrees or whatever. And, um, uh, there was, you know, Johnsonville sausage and then some ground, somebody, some brand ground beef. And then this was right next to it. It looked just the same. Mm -hmm. Yep. I could see somebody accidentally picking that up, thinking yep. they were getting meat. So I, right. I, I know in Wisconsin when I was a kid, you couldn't sell margarine with a yellow co- food coloring in it, because margarine is just white fat yeah. spread, and they put yellow food coloring in it. And in Wisconsin, since it was a dairy state, you had to buy. They had to sell margarine if you wanted margarine. They'd sell it to you, but you had to get a little capsule of yellow food coloring. And then you'd have to squirt that in and then mix it up your damn self. Oh, <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> and I understand why yeah. they wanted that. You know, it's that guild mentality that, you know, we don't want people encroaching in on our business. For sure. 
But, uh, you know, uh, stuff moves on. Look at Blockbuster. You know, if you had stock mm-hmm. in a Blockbuster at one point, you were doing great. Mm-hmm. And then no one could have predicted that it would all come crashing down in the space of just a couple of years. Yeah, and they're going to have to learn some adaptability as well as far as, you know, the farmers and things like that. Like, what are some ways they can kind of make up some of those losses? Let them grow it, pot. I mean, yeah. Legalize it. Let yeah. them grow pot. They'll make a ton. Absolutely. That gets them out of the tobacco thing and yeah. the burly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, some people may want to transition to that. It's a heck of a lot easier than raising a bunch of cattle, I'd guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now the prices will fall as 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 supply right. increases, but you know, right in the beginning, at least you think you could make a killing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. I'm a libertarian. I'm cool with whatever, but um, it is uh, uh, really fascinating. Uh, Doctor Scott and I are going to work up a song for. Um, Next time, this actually is our Christmas show, but we might have a Christmas song next time. Oh, yeah. Which will come right around the first of the year, still in the holiday. Close that, enough. It still counts. Yeah, till January 6th, which is 12th day, is still the Christmas holiday. Right. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to rework a song, and I'm going to play it for you today. But my friend Murray and I um, worked this song out about 20 years ago. Now I can't find it. Where the hell is it? I just had it. Um, did I close? I am a I am an idiot. Um, we worked this out, and it was basically part of sort of like a radio play about this guy who um, wanted to be a, um, a country music star, and so he rents this crummy studio in like the um, you know back room of an AM radio studio, and we did these things. And they were purposely bad. And uh, matter of fact, I did a guitar solo on one of them that was so bad that he and I laughed um, um, uh, hysterically because it was just it was just the right amount of bad. Yeah. And uh, if you are interested in this kind of thing, what go on YouTube and Google uh, Lester Roadhog Moran and the Catalog Cowboys, uh, Johnny Mac Brown High School live at the Johnny Mac Brown High School. And that's where Big Joe's intro comes from. This is from the Statler Brothers, this thing. We're missing contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. Let me write <laughs> What did they wrong then? You know, your old house is like an oven. It actually takes some skill to play that bad. <laughs> You have to be trying to yeah, miss notes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to know chord structure and things. That's right. To right. You got to know what the wrong notes. You got to know what the right ones are to play the wrong notes yeah. so that they're funny. But anyway, um, so here's that song. This is my friend um, Murray Reams, who was one of the greatest percussionists I've ever met. He toured with Crack House. He toured with Don Preston all over the world. And uh, the guy was, um, was and is an incredible percussionist. And... Um, just one of the funniest and most talented people I ever met. And with all that talent, this is what we came up with. So uh, we're going to redo this in uh, in Murray's honor because he's not doing music anymore, uh, maybe for next show, or maybe we'll save it for next uh, Christmas holiday. But here it is, Heavenly Parole. <laughs> you know it's hard to tell when the life of a man takes a downward turn and all these messes i've been in i just never seem to learn 
I freely admit that I've made mistakes and some things I couldn't help. And Lord, what I was going through was nothing less than hell. Now Lord, I know that I'm prone to drink and other enemies of the soul. And I know that's why I ended up in this God-forsaken hole. But when I lost my job and my wife got sick, Lord, what else could I do? I could take a whole lot, but I couldn't stand there and watch my children with no shoes. So I got me my gun and I took me a ride down to the convenience mart. How could I have known when I came back out that my pickup wouldn't start? The manhunt didn't last too long. They found me hiding down by the creek. Now here I sit at Christmas time, and there's just one thing that I see. Lord, get me out of prison for Christmas. Lift me from this dark and dirty hole. Let me see my dying wife and my starving kids. Place me on your heavenly parole. Lord, make me feel like Christmas in my soul. Well, they're probably hanging the Christmas lights on the trailer door tonight. And they're probably baking cookies and singing Silent Night. And their mama paints up her pale face and tries to stand up strong and tell them, though their daddy loved them, that what he did was wrong. Staring at that one lone distant light That's reminding me of that old star That once did shine so bright That led the wise men from their ancient home so far away To worship at the manger Where the baby Jesus lay And the spirit of that Christmas, Lord it's still alive today. I've seen it take the worst of men and change their evil way. And I've changed too, Lord, in my ways. This I do believe. And that's why I make this one request on this blessed Christmas Eve. Lord, get me out of prison for Christmas. Lift me from this dark and dirty hole. Let me see my dying wife and starving kids. 
Place me on your heavenly parole. Lord, make me feel like Christmas in my soul. Oh, Lord, please get me out of prison for Christmas. Lift me from this dark and dingy hole. Let me see my dying wife and my starving kids. Place me on your heavenly parole. Oh, Lord, make me feel like Christmas in my soul. Yes, Lord, please make me feel like Christmas in my soul. Oh, Lord, yes, make me feel like Christmas. gentlemen thank you happy holidays happy, happy holidays merry happy christmas holidays. happy kwanzaa happy boxing day happy did i say hanukkah already happy festivus festivus for the rest of us there you go mm-hmm. anyway it's great hanging with you and cliff welcome back man thank you so glad to do back. this more yes um, we can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Louis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, whose early support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks go to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.